Welcome back into Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas as we wrap up our post spring depth chart projections with the defensive backs. Uh, been a lot of fun breaking down each position group along both op- the offensive and defensive side of the football. So if you haven't seen all those or, or listened to all those, make sure you look through our catalog on YouTube and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and check those out uh, so, so you can kind of get caught up on our thoughts on each of the position groups, uh, you know, post-spring and as we head into the summer months uh, and then into fall camp. I mean, shoot, football will be here before we know it, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, Jake? Uh, been a lot of fun doing these. How you doing? And I cannot wait to talk about some defensive backs. Man, you know, this group's going to be a lot of fun to, to break down uh, here. But I'm doing good, man. Uh, good to be back. And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Yep. All right. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe today before we jump into our, our, our discussion. Uh, you know, smash that like button. Uh, share us with your Facebook friends, your Twitter friends. Uh, just share this with your friends, your enemies. I don't care. Everybody you know, just share Tide Talk Live with them. Uh, and then also jump in the description below. You'll see a link to, to Shopify. Uh, click that link, and uh, you'll be carried to our store where you can purchase a Tide Talk Live t-shirt or coffee mug. Hopefully we'll get some more products in there soon, but we would appreciate the support there as well. Uh, but, Jake, the defensive backs, uh, look, a lot of guys are gone. Uh, look, Jordan Battle's gone. DeMarco Helms is gone. Brian Branch is gone. Uh, Eli Ricks is gone. Uh, but despite that loss, I feel more confident about the defensive back group heading into 2023 than I did heading into 2022. Am I crazy, or do you feel the same way? No, man, I, I agree with you, with you 100%. Uh, we have a freshman phenom. You know, and, and and the defensive back, it's probably going to be a safety, Caleb Downs. I mean, he's all over the field. And, I mean, he, he stepped on the campus and started getting first-team reps. I mean, that's how good this kid is. And we already know one side of the field is going to be on lockdown with uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. And so who's going to be that, that other corner to step up? It's probably going to be the biggest issue. But behind that, we got very, very good experience in Malachi Moore, uh, coming in as well, so are, are still there as well. So, you know, I'm really excited about the secondary this year. Yeah, you know, I think when you talk about the defensive backs, you got to start with, with Kool-Aid McKinstry, Jake. Uh, one of the best corners, if not the best corner in college football. Uh, he'll be probably a, a top 10, top 15 pick in, in the 2024 NFL draft. So, uh, he's an elite player. Uh, with elite skills and, and talent. So uh, you got to start there. You, like you said, he's going to have one side of the field locked down for, for the majority of every contest. But then you look at the opposite side of the field, and what does Alabama do there? You know, they have Terry and Honor coming back, uh, who, who started a bunch of games for Alabama last year. I think he started six games for, for Alabama in 2022. So he has some experience. But you you bring in a transfer in Trey Amos from Louisiana, who who's a really good football player. He started, I think, like 30 games over the past couple of years for, for Louisiana. So he's a really good player, uh, a lot of experience. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Coach Saban and company felt like they needed more depth in the defensive backfield. So they brought in both Amos and Jalen Key from UAB. Yeah. So there's some extra depth there in, in the back end that is really experienced and really good. Uh, and then you look, like you said, you got Caleb Downs, Malachi Moore at safety, uh, you know, looking like maybe Earl Little at star. How they kind of manage 
those guys is going to be interesting because I, I like Malachi more than most at safety. I think that's where his, his most natural position is, is at safety. Uh, I think Caleb Downs' most natural position is at safety. Uh, but then what do you do with Jalen Key from UAB? Because you, you brought him in for a reason. You brought him in because right. you thought he could play and play with the first team. So, you know, kind of what do you do there? Uh, I know the coaching staff loves what Earl Little Jr. done uh, during the spring at the star position. Uh, I know they're excited about the future of Terry on Arnold, but then you bring in Trey Amos. So how they kind of – I don't know how they're going to set that starting lineup in the defensive back room because uh, much like the linebackers, there's too many guys and not enough positions to go around. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, one one guy's who isn't going to lose their starting job, and that's, you know, that's Gulley McKinstry. So, you know, you've got and, – and I don't and I feel like Heather Downs probably got a position locked down as well. He's just too good to keep off the field. But other than that, you know, it's going to be some competition. And I know you didn't bring these these transfers in for nothing, just for depth. You know, you you can get them on the field and they can play right away. So where does that leave, you know, Taryn Arnold? Uh, and I feel like, like you said, Malachi Moore, if he can get back to where he was at as a freshman, I mean, that's when he played his best ball was when he when his freshman year. And we was just overly excited about, about how good he was. Like, man, this is going to be a great three years. Kind of hit some bumps in the road, and then Brian Branch just come out of nowhere last year and took his took his spot. But you know, I kind of feel, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel bad for him, but you know, Christian Story's been in the program for it seems like twenty years now. He just cannot break into the starting lineup. So you know, maybe he can, you know, continues to work hard. He might get in there as well. But I mean, he's he's been in there in the program for a while now, so he knows the, the playbook. Yeah, I'm glad you you brought up Christian Story because I, I think he's a guy who's, I mean, under most circumstances he would play. Yeah, there's just been he he kind of arrived around the same time as Jordan Battle and Demarco Helms and and those guys, so we kind of got buried behind those two players. Uh, then you bring in a. a an elite. I mean, I'm talking about a guy who could probably play in the NFL next year. I, that's not just. That's just not a saying. Caleb Downs is good enough to be an NFL player at this specific moment. Yeah. So it's just kind of a little bit of bad luck on Christian Story's part because uh, he sat behind two guys who are now in the NFL and they bring in a freshman who is just so dang good they can't keep him off the field. Uh, but Christian Story is a heck of a football player. He's a coach's son. Uh, he knows the game of football. He knows the Alabama playbook. The coaching staff loves him. He's a team guy. He's all about Alabama. So I'm rooting for him to kind of find a role on this team. Whether he does it or not, it remains to be seen. But the depth there is, is especially with the addition of, of Trey Amos and Jalen Key from the transfer portal, Alabama's really got some really good depth now in the secondary. I think they feel a lot better. Uh, post spring with the depth situation than what they probably did heading into spring practice uh, before they got brought in guys like Trey Amos and Jalen Key. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, it, you bring – go ahead. Well, I was, and you can't forget about guys like Devontae Smith, uh, yeah. not not the one for the Eagles, but the one who's a, a defensive back yeah. for Alabama now, uh, who, who was out this spring because of injuries. I think he might have been a starter in the spring if he doesn't get hurt. 
You know, right. who, who knows what that looks like without him being injured. So um, you got to remember him. You got some freshman corners like Des Ricks, uh, redshirt right. freshman Antonio Cott, uh, Jaleel Hurley. Uh, Tony Mitchell is now being reinstated into the program and can and can kind of get back to competing with the team. So uh, that's just another guy. So I really think the depth is where Coach Saban wants it now. And uh, I think there's a lot of good players and, and a potential for, for this defensive back group to be really special. Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned Tony Mitchell. You know, you you know he's going to be in the deepest of the doghouse with Saban starting out. So see what he does in the future to claw his way back out. And, you know, he's a really, really great player as well. I think – Maybe next year, it's going to be really hard to keep him off the field. Maybe by the end of this year, just depending on how his development goes. So keep your eye on that as well. Yeah, you know, and we never did discuss the, the Tony Mitchell stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't like to discuss stuff that we don't have the full story on. Right. And, and, you know, we wasn't present when all this went down, so we don't know the full story. Right. All I know is that he has been, you know, been reinstated. he's, he's re- reinstated and he can, you know, get back with the team and do, do what everybody else is doing. Now, I'm sure – and actually, I, I know a little bit of detail as far as he has done every single thing the coaching staff has wanted him to do to get back into the good graces. So, so one thing that tells me is that he's probably learned his lesson and he's probably really hungry to, to get on the football field and compete and kind of show this coaching staff that he can be an elite football player for, for this university. And, and you know, uh, everybody loves a good redemption story. I'm pulling for the kid. I, ho- I hope he's got his priorities straightened out, and I hope he, he proves a lot of the naysayers wrong as far as, you know, all the people that went and kicked off the team and, you know, just thrown out into the, to the street, so to speak. And uh, I, I just think that's a little short-sighted. Uh, I think that's a little premature when you don't have the full story. And I think Coach Saban once again has proved that he that his patience and his willingness to give people a second chance, uh, I think that's going to pay off once again. And I think Tony Mitchell is going to be a great example of that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, we we don't talk about the issues until we find out the, the entire story, like you said, Stacey, because, you know, a lot of – sports media pundits out there will put running with a story just to get clicks. We're not about that. We won't, we won't do justice to be, to be had. And, and if a player is guilty, then he's guilty, but you got to let the whole story play out and find out exactly what exactly happened. Once it does. And the full story is out there, kind of like the Brandon Miller situation, everybody's ready to crucify him, but it come out that he was not present you know, during the time of all that happened, he had no recollection of it and and he was free and he's going to be a top three pick in this year's NBA draft as he should. Yep. It's uh, it's like I said, it's short sighted and, and premature to talk about issues that you don't have the full story on. So mm-hmm. we don't do that here. We're not right. the New York Times. We're not going to accuse somebody of being somewhere that they were not and then get sued for it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Yep. Exactly, 100%. But, but getting back to the DBs real quick before we wrap it up, uh, you know, Caleb Downs, Jake, I know we've talked about him so much on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think uh, the casuals or, or the fans who keep up with it as much as, as, as a lot of us do and as much as me and you do understand how special this guy is. Um, it takes a special player to come in and during bowl practice – 
he turns the co- he, he has the the coaches turning their heads so much that by the time spring camp comes around, he's already taking snaps with the first team defense. He's a dude. He is a dude. Yeah, yeah. incredible. I mean, he's yeah. like I said, he's going to be so hard to keep off the field. I don't I don't think you can take him off the field once he's you know on it, and it's going to be hard to unless he gets the injury. But one thing I want to bring up real quick, you know, last couple of years it seems like that the defensive bats have not had the interception turnovers like we thought and and all that. I think that is fixing to change. We saw a much more aggressive defense, you know, defensive back uh, in secondary in the 8A game. You know, Earl Little made an awesome catch with a perfect pass by by Ty Simpson. Only either Earl Earl's going to make an awesome play on it or the wide receiver's going to catch a touchdown. So he just made an awesome play. But I feel like you know the turnovers haven't been there, but it's about to change because I think this team is is fixing to to win, start winning the turnover battle once again, like they did when they was winning championships. Yeah, you know, Alabama kind of lived off that the the knots, the not offensive touchdowns, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think that might return a little bit here in twenty twenty three, whether it's in special teams or the defense making plays, you know, getting interceptions and returning them for a touchdown or fumble recoveries for a touchdown. I just really think this defense is going to be a playmaking defense. Yep. Yeah, I agree because, you know, the the kind of situation we got going on quarterback, depending on who it is, it may take the offense a couple of weeks to get going. So we're going to have to rely on this very physical and very experienced, you know, uh, defense to carry the load potential in the first couple of games. And I know the second game of the season we got tested, so we need to get everything figured out by then. But I still feel like if the defense plays up to their abilities against Texas, they can win that game because they can force a few turnovers and possibly get some fumble recoveries for a touchdown or get a pick six that, that could turn to turn the edge. Yep. Yeah. The defense is gonna to have to play well early because of, of what's going on offensively and they, them trying to figure out the quarterback situation. But uh, excited about the DB group because I, I think they can be a playmaking bunch and, and force some turnovers and kind of kind of look a little bit like the uh, the Jeremy Pruitt and Kirby Smart type defenses under Nick Saban. So if they can return to that, uh, man, watch out because I think this could be a special team for Alabama. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. And and I think they're ready to prove something, and so uh, we're excited about that. Uh, but that's going to wrap up our post spring depth chart projections for the defensive backs and for the entire team. We have now completed all the depth chart projections, both offensively and defensively. Like I said earlier, you can catch up on all those on our catalog, either on YouTube or Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, just wherever you find the podcast. Uh, you can find it there and obviously on YouTube as well. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, smash that like button, uh, and, and just support our show by clicking the link in the description uh, to purchase a Tide Talk Live t-shirt or coffee mug, and and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, Jake, been a lot of fun. Cannot wait to get back in here. Hopefully we can uh, get some more content content out this summer. Uh, as we as we wrap up our depth chart projections, it's time to turn our heads and focus more on the 2023 season in itself and kind of look at the schedule and, and what could happen there. And I'm excited about that as well. Uh, but that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.